Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. Greg the Prophet Piatelli and I recap the week that was in baseball. We go through all of the hot and cold teams. We look at the major storylines entering the final month of the season. We talk a little stadium snacks, some bleacher creatures, a little Labor Day weekend talk. It was actually a really fun show to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Search the bullpen card. Give us a nice subscribe, a five-star review. We will give you a shout-out on the show. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbug Sports on Instagram and Facebook. And enjoy this episode. Have a great weekend, everybody. And here we go. Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, joining me all the way up from Boston, Massachusetts, your favorite prophet and mine, Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Jordy, it's... Um... You know, last week, if last week was a down week for the Sox, this week is an up week. And uh, it's just one of those things where I said it last week. I've said it a couple weeks ago, a month ago. I even asked you for advice on how to handle a team that is flirting. Yeah, I'd rather be one or the other. I'd rather be really good. I'd rather be bad. Not this like, oh, we're out, but we're not really out because we're only four games back or five games back. But we're out, but we're not out. You know, I just want a clear-cut definition of what the F is going on. I feel like I'm dating a middle school person again, even a high school person again, where it's do they, don't they? Just just, just tell me. You know, are, 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 we, are we good or are we not? You know, I just want to know. Why do we have one of the best offenses but one of the worst pitching staff? Just tell me. What are you? What are you? Okay, okay. right? And America – I think is very excited to hear a little bit of a behind the curtain of Greg's dating life that it's always, uh, <laughs> it's always been successful for Mr. Greg, but Greg, my immediate response oh, not, not, is not successful. my immediate response is, is uh, welcome to being a fan of a Philadelphia team because that's what of our, our whole, hey. our whole fandom has been. See, the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles season and practically the entire Philadelphia Flyers franchise history of just when you think they're out, they pull you right back in. But I see what you mean with the Red Sox. Uh, I'm, we pro- we'll talk about them because we always do Red Sox talk. But yeah, it's been an interesting week because a lot of teams that we thought were going to be right in the thick of things, more specifically in the National League side of things, um, Maybe playing their way out of it, maybe hanging around, maybe kind of 
in a weird spot. The Red Sox are still hanging in there on the American League side. Um, and all of a sudden, all the division races are starting to separate themselves out, especially in the American League. And I don't know. September 1st is this weekend. We're going to see rosters expand. In the American League, the American League divisions have been set for about a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, maybe, essentially, maybe. even though, like, the Twins have started to really figure their shit out, I feel like. Uh, uh, I guess, the, yeah, the, the Twins in Cleveland are the only thing, but whoever doesn't win is still going to make the wild card, so the point is moot. But I, I hear so. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like yeah. you're saying. I get There's still let's intrigue not, not, on the American League side of the, let's not, of the let's ball. Not, let's not spoil the rest of the show, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean... And and just to clarify things, Jordy, I'm not a I'm not a Philadelphia fan, so I don't uh, appreciate you looping me in. However, I will say that the Red Sox. I'm just saying the Red Sox. You know the whole '86 years thing. There was a time in my life where my the city of Boston awarded me my first championship at age 11, and then again at age 13. And 14 and 15. Yeah, I get it. You won then, championships as a child. I had to be a legal adult when I got my first one. 18. <laughs> 18, motherfucker. Oh, wait. Uh, and then. Hey, it is what February it is. February 4th, 2018, Greg. Ah, what a day. Always remember your first, Jordy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you got to be a part of it. You got to, you got to be a part of one of them. I don't know anybody from Tampa, so I don't, I don't get to, I don't get to relish in the the World Series, but I get to, I get to always have you with the first Super Bowl. I'm glad you were my first. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're getting a little too. All I think right. we're getting a little too NSFW. We're, uh, I get we're recording after ten o'clock, but. Let's get into business, Greg. How does that sound? American League or National League? Where do you want to start? Um, let's just talk about the Central of the American League because everything else is a joke. Um, and it'll be a quick conversation. I mean, the Red Sox are the hottest team of uh, the week. However, um, Minnesota and Cleveland is just too close a race. Both teams uh, on impressive win streaks of their own and, and really fighting and and holding each other off for uh, that spot there. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean I don't know what to recap make. it. What's what's the deal? For those for those who don't have the standings up in front of them while listening to the podcast, tell everyone as it stands right now. What, Minnesota and Cleveland? Mm-hmm. So currently in terms of fi- games that are final Minnesota is three and a half games up on Cleveland. They've won five in a row, seven and three in their last ten. Cleveland three and a half games back, won three in a row, six and four in their last ten. Um, Minnesota's offense, as we've mentioned throughout the season, has been spectacular. They're only nine game or nine runs behind the Yankees in terms of runs scored. Uh, they are ahead of the Red Sox now in terms of runs scored, and have the or top, have the second best record tied to the Yankees for run differential in the American League, less runs against than the Yankees have allowed. Uh, the Astros are the only team with a better run differential, but the, the Twins have scored more. The Indians, on the other hand, uh, are 
fifth in the American League in run differential. Oakland has a better one. Not as many runs scored as Oakland, Houston, Boston, Minnesota, or New York. Um, And just ahead of Tampa, to put things into perspective, that are the Cleveland Indians. But their runs against are the best. That's right, including the highly touted Houston Astro pitching staff. The best in the American League. They are 16 less runs allowed than the Astros. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays, who have been also highly touted throughout the season, even with missing Blake Snell, have still been hanging through with their pitching staff. But the Indians have always been through there, and obviously they've had a lot of different injuries and, and unfortunate illnesses and different stuff like that with a lot of their big names. So... What'll shine through an offense that will not relent? And it's, they hit a lot of home runs, but they also manufacture the ball very well. The Minnesota Twins do. Unlike Greg's main uh, complaint, is that the right word to use of your criticism of the Yankees? Um, But they they score a lot of runs, obviously, by the statistics showing there. Uh, their pitching staff can be a little variable, but their run differential shows that they can certainly uh, outpace it. It'll be very interesting to see what what shines through. If Cleveland makes the playoffs, they will have to face whoever ends up getting the top seed in the American League. Uh, they make it through the wild card game, and, and that actually builds a very intriguing ALDS matchup, assuming all things go well that way. Um, that's to say they don't end up winning the AL Central, which if they do... It just makes winning the American League, or at least the top seed in the American League, oh so much more important to the Yankees and the Astros. So a lot of things run through this AL Central race. And I'm going to pull it up while you give your thoughts on it of how many games these two teams have against each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly, uh, that was a long way of saying um, that the Twins are three and a half games up on the Indians currently. Um, I'm trying to give the full picture, Twins- Greg. <laughs> Twins sporting a, a five-game win streak, and Indians sporting a. <laughs> you are a details man. That's a fact. That's why we love you. And uh, <laughs> the Indians sporting a the Indians sporting a three-win, uh, three-game win streak right now. Um, so, with all that said, you know this definitely is an an intriguing coming down the stretch um, little little race that we have going on, and really all that there is to look forward to nationally or the American League, other than. The Tampa Bay Rays, who have essentially played themselves out of the wild card a little bit. Granted, like you said, Snell's coming back. Um, you know, it's it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Game and back Oak- of wild card too. No, they they are a game back. They have a tough schedule though. Oakland and, and Tampa really are, are. The Red Sox are technically still alive, but Oakland and Tampa are still are really fighting for the second wild card spot and. You know, Cleveland and Minnesota in the Central, it, you're really playing so you can, I guess, play Houston. I mean, Houston and, and New York, they're battling for the best record, so who's the one seed? But, you know, if you're if you're Minnesota or Cleveland, you know, there's no easy road regardless, so it's just a matter of you don't want to have to play a playing game. You'll take your chances in a five-game series. So, um it's tough because normally this is the time of year we see Minnesota fade a little bit or, or maybe they were you know, they started hot, fade in the middle and then come back hot in the end. 
and this team has been different. They they haven't faded. They they've stuck with it. They've been. There was a brief time where they were not at the top, but now they're back leading the division, and um, you know it's it's impressive all year. You know, that we haven't seen. And granted, there's a whole month left, but we have not seen that fade that that we normally see from Minnesota year in and year out. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I want, uh, you know, baseball in Minnesota. What's what's it going to be like come October, November if if they make it that far? But it's a whole another conversation for a different pod. No, for certain. And I think to kind of emphasize the point, Minnesota has been great on the road. They've been still pretty good at home. Cleveland's been better. The Yankees have been better. Houston's been unreal. Oakland's been great. Um, But the main thing we've seen and the thing we've questioned year after year with the Minnesota Twins is their pitching staff and the fact that they have yet to truly fade off uh, is something to to really be impressed with. They just swept the White Sox. And today they and it all on the road, and they only let up five runs, the most since last Friday when they let up nine to the Tigers. But they haven't really gotten blown out at all. They lost nine six last Friday, six four a week ago. Granted, they played the the they hosted the Braves at the beginning of August, and they lost twelve seven and eleven seven in two of those three games, but. Most of their losses where they let up a lot of runs, their offense still puts up a lot. It's not something where they feel completely demoralized. The biggest margin of loss they've had, uh, at least in the last month, has been that 12-7 loss, which is a five-run difference. 7-5 to the Indians, 7-3 to the Indians. Um, I don't know. I mean, looking at their schedules in September, the Twins have they have the same amount of home and away games so there's not really anything to be to be seen there the twins have to go to Fenway they face the the Tigers more than the Indians do they face the Tigers seven times including four this weekend they face the Royals seven times of their last 10 games uh and they, they play the Indians six times but right in the beginning of September the Indians on the on the flip side have to play two different National League teams: the the Nationals and the Phillies, including the Nationals at the end of the season. They only play the Tigers three times. They have to play the Rays this weekend. So, I don't know if you're if you're just looking at a schedule. I don't know if it's just me watching watching and looking at too much college football stuff with the different previews we've done. But the the schedule favors the Twins. So I think that the fact they're up three right now gives them a heavy advantage to pull out the win. But who knows? Cleveland has done this before. They've heated up in September. So it's certainly something to be excited about. And and certainly this weekend with the Cleveland-Tampa Bay series, that is uh, something to be to really be excited about, whether you're an American League fan or just a baseball fan. And Cleveland had their, their little surge um, after the All-Star break, before and after. And they're sort of, uh, you know, like you said, mentioned, it's going to be a hard schedule. I mean, both teams have a hard schedule, and I mean that's the beauty of divisional football. Um, baseball. So divisional baseball. Sorry. Um, just I just saw that the Eagles were in a, a part of a six to zero preseason game, and I just almost threw up in my mouth. The fourth week of the preseason. Um, are you really counting scores? 
Greg. <laughs> I'm not counting scores, but six to zero in a, in a football game. Have I, have I already finished higher than you in the Syracuse League? Didn't even go there. What do you mean? Have you finished higher than me? Because you're 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 counting fucking preseason losses, Greg. I'm already looking ahead. I'm looking to the regular season, buddy. They're, uh, what you're really well, counting? Who's man number one, who's man number fifty three on the roster? I say that, and the last guy to not be cut's going to make some sort of interception in week sixteen to seal home field advantage for the Eagles, and that's why they win the Super Bowl again. But you know, uh, that's Malcolm another Butler. pod for another time. Another pod for another time. But finish up, uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Malcolm Butler. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's oh. this these two teams. Zach Ertz had a, had a great game in Super in the Super Bowl two years ago. Cleveland, Cleveland, and Minnesota really. You know, Cleveland and Minnesota really. You, Tampa Bay in, in Oakland for the wild card is is a nice little storyline, but um, is it advantageous to the, to the A's that they that they play their division a a decent amount down the stretch? The fact that the rest of the AL West outside of the Astros, granted, they go to New York this weekend. That's that's tough. That's not a fun place to play. But outside of having to go to Houston for four games in a week and a half, they play the Angels five times they play the rangers six times they play the tigers in terms of non-divisional play i mean and the royals i mean that that's a great schedule coming down the stretch i mean is that just advantageous am i looking too much at schedules because you still have to win the game but these teams are a lot of the teams that that in the al west and that the a's have to play are for all intents and purposes checked out is that just something where we're where we're thinking that the wild card and who has to play the Astros Yankee one seed has to go through the O.co Coliseum or whatever the hell we're calling it now? The, the fake. Uh, yeah, that whatever. was the name of the stadium. Um, it might not be anymore. Is it Nassau County Coliseum West? Is Frankie Borelli's no West opening up there? I don't even think they know. Have know. they have they sold the name yet? I know that the the A or the Raiders are playing there at least for another year, right? They're still in this the is their last year, no? I think this is their last year before they go. To or no, they have two more seasons. I don't know if they even know how long the Raiders are there, but the A's are there for a little bit before they make oh, San Francisco think, pay for a new stadium. Uh, yeah, because no, because I think yeah, I think um, if we're being honest, I think. LA, the two LA teams are next year. Their stadium opens in the year after that, I think, is the biggest stadium. All right, all right, all right. We're doing a lot of football tonight. I love it, Greg. College football's back. Oh, yeah, we well, lose a lot of money yeah. this weekend. I'm just glad that you're you're embracing the feeling. Embracing the feeling of me going poor again. Effectively. Uh, um just yeah, no, Jordy, it's, a uh, we spend a lot we spend a lot of times on two teams. Let's get over the National League, which is much more crazy and wild, much more uh exciting yeah where do you want to start um, with the nl i want to start with the coldest team of the week the team that was the go-to story the hottest team in baseball the team that everyone wanted to win the team that we all wanted because we wanted to see their failure and now six straight losses in a row yeah we've gotten that exact thing from the new york mets um they went from being in the wild card to Five games back, which is how many the Red Sox are back, but there's also four teams that have moved in front of them. 
uh, including your fight in Phil's with a P H and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough, tough, tough six games for the Mets here. Just getting swept by the Cubs, um, who and really need to win, which will be a whole, was, sorry, the, I thought it was the Cubs. No, they, no, they just got swept by the Cubs, but previ- last weekend it was the Braves, all at right, so, City Field too, which is tough. Right. So, so we'll get to both those teams in a moment, but the Mets really, for me, has to be the story of the National League. No, it certainly is because it's something that coming out of last week, the last time you and I spoke, the Mets were in this position where, yeah, they they'd come off of of they were in the midst of sweeping the Indians. And they'd come off a two or three on the road in Kansas City. And yeah, they lost two of three in Atlanta, but they weren't terrible losses. We mentioned that with the Twins. So you felt still pretty confident in this team. They obviously had come off of the unreal stretch they had coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, And water found its level, I guess. They're still scoring runs, but their pitching staff, outside of DeGrom... Having basically the same bad luck he had last year where the offense seemingly goes dead on a DeGrom night. Um, For those who don't remember last year, there was the stat of if the Mets had scored oh so many runs per DeGrom start, he would have gone, he would have won an exponential amount of more games than he did. Um, And tonight it happened, 4-1, they lose to the Cubs. Happened last Friday. They lost 2-1 to the Braves at home, which is a tough pill to swallow. Um, I'll tell you what, as a optimistically pessimistic Phillies fan, it bodes well for the Mets that they're going to come into Philadelphia uh, having lost six six in a row. I, just, I feel like that, that they'll probably end up winning two or three. They'll have some fucking crazy... I'm going on Saturday, and they'll probably win them when Drew Smiley's fucking pitching because... Fucking Drew. How did no, we start talking about the Phillies? The guy they got from the Mets. How did but, we start talking about the Phillies? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, saying I'm trying to spin it to the positive let's, way for the Mets. Let's, I'm sorry. Let's take it back to the Mets. No, taking it back. No, but I'm I'm talking about Jacob Degrom, and that it's just unfortunate that the offense seemingly goes dead. They put up two runs and two Jacob Degrom, good Jacob Degrom starts, but I don't know if it's they're running into teams. Atlanta seemingly does this. Any time that a team really needs wins against the Braves, the Braves say, <laughs> not so fast, my friend, and kind of sho- shove the rest of the NLE's teams back down to the ground and say, that's what we thought. The Cubs, I feel like, really needed to really needed to, to prove something in this race. They and and come and especially how bad they've been on the road. They really needed to show something, and this has been, this is, this is what you needed to see if you're a Cubs fan, and I think that's a huge positive sign for them. The Mets, it was something we talked about at the beginning of the season. It was they had all the confidence in the world of that we can still be this team, and, and despite injuries, they were still able to, to perform, uh, and they're they're still a very solid home team. So it's losing six straight at home is just a it's really tough to see because that was better than the Nationals. It was better than the Braves. The only team it wasn't better than was the Phillies in the East, I mean. Um, and now you're you're kind of in that position where, fuck, 
we have all these games. We still have a bunch of games at home, and we have a great pitching staff. But I don't. I, I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound too biased because the you know because it's the Mets. But I don't know where how you feel coming out of this because you go into September, you have to play the Phillies this weekend, and then a lot of the a lot of September is out of your control because you have to play a lot of games against non-divisional opponents and that's just tough granted you're only playing or no you're not even playing in any interleague games are all against quality opponents but that's also the the, the dual-edged sword of that you're playing quality opponents it's not an easy schedule so it's a very it's t- it's a tough road the Mets have to go down and now even with how many home games they have it's it's going to be a difficult September for them. I mean, it's the heartbreak that we all wanted and we all, none of us deserve, you know? It's, I, it's, I would have preferred the, Met, we all the want Nationals it. to have the, the breakdown and it's Phillies-Mets, despite the fact that next weekend is the last Phillies-Mets series of the, of the year. I would have much preferred that. I, I think, I don't think baseball is better when the Phillies and Mets are, are both good because you never really have that. But I would have preferred to see Phillies, Mets, Braves, the three, the big three of the NL East, battling for some sort of crown. Atlanta's just been that good, basically since the middle of May, and they've earned it. And I would have loved to see the Phillies and Mets battle for a playoff spot, or even to position themselves into a wild card spot. And I know I've said Nationals, Phillies, Bryce Harper's return in the playoffs, but. I don't know. I by the full bias would have been a Phillies Mets battle for a playoff spot. That would I think that would have been cool. I think that's that's a fun story. That would have been a fun storyline to follow. And granted, the Mets are only two and a half beyond the Phillies, but like you mentioned at the top, there's a lot of other teams that are in there too. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't help yourself, could you? You just had to make turn this back around on the Mets or uh, the Mets back around onto the Phillies. Hey, good for I you. Was on, you know, that's I was called... trying to be objective, and then. I had to give this objective this objective thought while we were talking about them because it's a, it's a team in the division, and I know we're going to talk about the Phillies and specific problems that I've had in the last week with them, as it seemingly there's always something. But I you know I had to give both the the unbiased and the biased thoughts because there's certainly there's a ton on both sides of my brain, uh, the biased and unbiased. So I know I couldn't help myself. Like fucking Calvin Candy in a Django with the fucking loaded the preloaded gun when he shoots Leo. Spoiler alert for a seven year old movie, but you're right. I couldn't help myself, Greg. All right, Jordy. So switching gears completely um, because you, I'm going to get as far away from the NL East as possible so we don't talk about <laughs> Phillies. Um, my hot team of the week has to be the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, how is it not? The, the, yeah, the last seven games, six, Answer me six wins, six wins, one loss. Um, and before that, you know, they were – yeah. So the, the point is they've had a great seven games here in the last week, which is how long – seven games is how long a week is, um, in case you're wondering. So, yeah, it's – it's the offensive numbers they've been putting up is is unreal um so good for them you know they 
when they need it most, um, they're really doing their thing and, and getting hot. And this is all with a losing record on the road. Granted, the Cubs have an equally or a much worse losing record on the road, but um, it's hard to see a team that has such a poor record, or a below five, sub 500 road record, um, really flourishing this week. Um, and I guess you could say it's because they're at home that, that they won, but um, they did win the last two out of the three on the road. So point is for me, Jordy, um, looking at the Cardinals coming up, you know, they, they have six, seven more games at home. And then they have a nice little Pittsburgh and Colorado road trip. And then another, you know, seven at home and, and six on the road and another three at home, finish the year, three game series versus the Cubs. They have more home games than road games, which is only going to favor them, uh, especially winning six out of the last seven and then continuing to stay at home or now coming back home, I should say, and and getting, uh, I guess, eight games, sorry, I miscounted, eight games in a row at home with when their home record this season has been 40 and 24. I don't know how many times I can say home and road records, but the point is uh, I don't, I don't foresee this team. We can be talking about like talking about them again next week as the hot team of the week. No, I, I totally agree with you there. And kind of to build off your point, not only is it they've won two of their three last road series, they're they tied the one in Cincinnati. Cincinnati a very good home team. And I mean to kinda of, to really slam it home, they just took two or three from Milwaukee at home. And granted, they lost yesterday 4-1, but you can't discount a 12-2 win they had on Monday night. And that was something that you weren't expecting because of how bad they had been on the road. And yeah, some of their home losses are bad. They got swept at the beginning of August out in L.A. They lost five straight, lost two in Oakland. And then the sweep in L.A. Um, But I think, like we've mentioned with this this Cardinals team, their offense figures it out when it needs to be figured out. But their pitching staff has been un-fucking-real. Jack Flaherty has been awesome for them. Dakota Hudson leading the team in wins. Adam Wainwright still hanging around and doing his thing. Miles Mikolas, not necessarily career numbers out of him, but still kind of the, the, the point of the story is this team knows, knows how to get it done and their bullpen's been great. And you know what? We didn't really need to hear that much out of them at the trade deadline or different deals they've made throughout all of this, because this is what the Cardinals do. And you know what? Shame on us for, as the early parts of the season went on, to think that it was just solely a Cubs-Milwaukee race, because the Cardinals, this is what they were built for. This is It was built to outlast opponents, and you're certainly seeing that here. Their offense is... is Fourth in the division, behind the Pirates in terms of runs scored, but is 
far and away the best in terms of runs allowed. Their pitching staff is that good. The run differential is still lower than the Cubs. It's higher than the Brewers, which is negative. Yeah, I mean, getting 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 Paul Goldschmidt really really helped their offense. Yeah, and 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 he even had kind of a subpar first half in terms of Paul Goldschmidt um, standards. I'll put it that way. But he's been nothing but great since basically the the All Star break, and all of a sudden. I mean, he's only batting 258, and he hasn't even hit his 30th home run yet, but 71 RBI, um, and I don't know if he continues to figure it out and his trend goes upward, I feel like he will continue to bring the team up with him because he's been that good recently, especially. But I don't know. If your pitching staff is as consistent as it is and – like you kept saying, home and win lot, home and away lot wins and losses, um, built to last is going to be my my staple of the St. Louis Cardinals. If your pitching staff is built to last and your offense figures it out, that is a recipe for success in the NL League playoffs. So, uh, I think no, the Cardinals I, I hear are you. I the, pencil them in. The thing is, though, for October. The the thing is, Jordy, who who you give the ball to game one. What in terms of in terms of their starting pitcher for game one? Yeah. Who do you yeah. give the ball to? You need you need a win. Are you going? I think it's Flaherty. I mean, eight and seven with a three thirty one ERA. Who would you rather give it to? Dakota Hudson, Miles Mikolas. I that, mean, Miles Mikolas. That's Mikula, my thing. That's they, my I mean, thing. None of them. That's they my have thing. Been the that's my thing. Is years, so it's they, there's not a guy to give that. The, you know what you give yeah. it to, except for Michael Waka, and he's been up and down, or Adam Wainwright, but I'm not giving it to Adam Wainwright. I was going to say, Adam Wainwright and Michael Waka were the only two that, that in theory, have like legit playoff experience. So even if this team does somehow find a way to get into the playoffs, nothing good's going to come of it. They don't flat out don't have the pitching staff to to win. Sure, Period. that's that's a fair point. And I mean, it's Period. tough to put a measuring stick on any team that's not the Los Angeles Dodgers in terms of built for playoff success. Because you even saw what happened to the Braves last year, a team that, as we've talked about it a little they didn't, bit, Atlanta that's the thing is they didn't have, but now the they Braves have the didn't have the pitching like last year. The Braves now have figured the Braves it out. didn't have the pitching last year. The Braves have figured it out enough that that that. that that plays perfectly into my into my point that the Braves didn't have the pitching last year. Sure, um, and that's 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 exactly what I'm trying to say. Well, yes, the Cardinals right now hot team of the week. Good for them. I'm um, not saying they're they're I, a they're going to take the Dodgers to seven. I think the Braves personally am picking the Cubs to win that uh, NL Central. But um, hey, who was on the week, Cubs for the start uh, of the season? Right for this week and this week alone. Cardinals team of the week. Oh no, I agree with you. I was trying to put a positive spin onto all of this. I think they figure it out. I think you you th- write thick St. Louis on some part of the October schedule because um, I I think at this point Milwaukee is a team we've expected them to jumpstart something out of their season, but their pitching staff has failed them, and their pitching staff is not going to carry them into October and they are quickly 
playing themselves out of a position, um, which we can. Didn't which... Hater just go on the? Uh... the Hater just go on the IL. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but even before that, they were. We have to move on, Jordy. We have to move on. Okay. okay. The Cardinals, hot team of the week. We will do a whole entire preview pod for the playoffs. We have to move on because, quite frankly, never been a Cardinals fan. I'm so happy that that uh, I'm so happy the Cardinals were so bad that the Red Sox were able to sweep them twice. Really, sorry, once, but twice, um, really once. But I'm so happy that blah blah blah, Edgar Renteria, you'll be my favorite forever for hitting the ball back to Folk, who underhands it to Mankiewicz, and the curse is broken. They've done it. They've done it. Believe in miracles, yes. <laughs> Anywho, I'm rooting for the Cubs in that in that race. Jordy, who's your hot team of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Nationals instead of the Braves. Um, mainly just the fact that the Nationals have really just figured it out and are solidifying themselves in terms of that wild card one spot. Um, This is something we've talked about throughout the year, but their their depth has really risen out of this season, uh, both offensively and and certainly defensively and and on the pitching side of it too. But... um, Patrick Corbin has been unreal for him. Max Scherzer's been great. Uh, but, yeah, the, the depth of their offense by guys you expected it out of and some guys you didn't. Um, yeah, these these guys, they swept the Cubs over the weekend. They just took or just split a series with uh, the Baltimore Orioles in a, in a weird – one of those weird weeks where you have two days off, which I feel like you're seeing a lot more of out of baseball. And we talked a little bit about the Friday day off, which I don't think the Nationals have, but – now they face Miami, they face the Mets, then they face Atlanta. Uh, it will be an interesting stretch there. The Mets, or the Nationals aren't the Phillies, so I would expect them to do very well against the Marlins this weekend. Um, and then they, did they we face find the it, Mets. Did, and it, it's a, did, we mentioned a little bit with the Mets, it's a little bit of a make or break, but I would expect the Nationals to do well against them. Even with the pitching staff that the Mets will bring out against them, the Mets just aren't very good on the road. That series and we'll talk about it next week against Atlanta. I feel like even though the Nationals aren't in a spot to make a serious strike against the Braves, uh it could be a spot that they help to further solidify themselves as a dark horse in any sort of contender to make the N- the NLCS, I'll put it that way. Um even though by being the wild card team they have to face the Dodgers in the NLDS. Uh but yeah, I mean, when your your offense is is running at a pace that's just short of Atlanta and thirty runs short of of LA, and your pitching staff is is still holding its own, uh, it's not the best in the NL because the NL Central just has been that good in terms of the Cardinals, Cubs, and and Reds, but it's still top six. You got to give them credit where it's due. Uh, they they certainly built themselves to be all right without Bryce Harper and they touted it during spring training and have really performed well. And especially in the last week. 
Yeah, no, great points. Uh, and this week alone, like you mentioned, you know, they the last seven games uh, also won six out of seven, just like uh, the team that I was talking about for the American League or the National League. But um, I think the reason why you give it to them over the Braves is simply because the Braves lost two out of or lost, I guess they split with the Blue Jays and lost a playing game to the Rocky or a makeup game with the Rockies. So. They sure. had that those two game two losses in there, um, but point is a great pick. I think uh, lo- losing, splitting with the Orioles is a tough look, but sweeping the Cubs, who's a playoff team, it, yeah, and Wrigley cer- too. Yeah, exactly. At Wrigley, where the where the Cubs have been, as mentioned, twenty five minutes ago, unreal this year. Um, so good call, good for them, and uh, milestone. Max Scherzer, another year, another 200K, 200 strikeouts, um, <clears throat> 200 strikeouts in a season. So good for him. Yeah. Good, good for on them. Ya. Good on you. Jordy, you talk about the yo-yo that is the Philadelphia Phillies. What do you want to talk about this week? That you uh, blow a 7 nothing lead to the Miami Marlins on a very shitty third inning. To lose nineteen to eleven, uh, and then end up losing the series. Um, you take two or three from the Pirates, even though you might have been. I don't want to say they would have won Tuesday night's game, but the another, not another, just the second in in of the year, but a routine throw to Reese Hoskins that he seemingly closes his glove too quickly, uh, and that ends up being the the game losing run. Uh, just like it did, it was against the Nationals, but way back in in April, um, yeah. There's a lot of frustrations there that I don't know that 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 I feel positive about this team that they're still that once they figure it out, they're you know hopefully going to be in a spot that they'll that I'll feel a lot more confident with them. Um, they're two and a half beyond the Cubs. Which they were one and a half, and the Cubs obviously uh, did their thing in, swe- in sweeping the Mets, so that certainly didn't help out. But yeah, it's so it's were frustrating. You at the wa- were you at the game where they walked off, or were you at the only loss of the series? No, I was at the walk the off on Monday night. That's sick. Yeah, it was cool. Um, did you see what what the guy who hit the walk off said afterwards? Because I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on this, Greg. Even if I haven't, as a great, as the great podcast host that you are, <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, so Sean Rodriguez hit a walk-off home run. He talked a little bit about how there were some boos at Reese Hoskins, who Greg at one point earlier this week was twelve for his last one hundred at bats. Um, I was not a fan at the game, and I actually yelled out, "Shut the fuck up!" at uh, some people booing him, striking out for the third time in that game. Uh, and Sean Rodriguez said that there are some entitled fans, which when the, the team has only won two World Series titles in over a 125 years of existence, I don't know about it, if entitled is, is the correct term. He did walk his comments back, but he was talking mainly about, about booing, about boos, not, not booing, because it makes it sound like the entire stadium was. But some people throwing out booze at Reese Hoskins uh, and at him because he had been pretty this terrible. This is the local. 
This is the local play-by-play guy? No, this is the guy who hit the walk-off home run on Monday night, Sean Rodriguez. Oh, he was saying, don't boo Reese. Okay. He said I was that, say, it's, that it's fans the... being a little entitled to having guys like Bryce Harper, JT Romunto, or even Reese Hoskins having been so good that he had been up until this year's All-Star break. Um, gaining some entitlement of thinking that they're always going to be the superstars. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what is your what's your thought on that of just of a guy calling out fans right after hitting a walk off home run, having you know having the the puffy chest, if you will, to do that sort of thing. Yeah, um, good for him because if we're being honest, Jordy. When Bryce Harper hit a walk-off grand slam, he also, correct me if I'm wrong, he also struck out three times in that game leading up to that and was booed after his third strikeout. And and there's that viral video going around of him telling a fan to shut the F up. That guy, guy, if you listen to his accent, is very clearly not from Philadelphia. Yeah, that guy is from New York, but... Well, whether he's, wherever he's from, he can still be a Phillies fan, correct? I guess he could be, but... Somebody yelling yeah, so, out three hundred thirty million dollars. Those, but like that's my point. Is like there are. I agree that those pe- people are idiots for actually having for actually trying to yell out that kind of stuff. And this is a bar- video that was on Barstool. It was on a number of different places, but Barstool I think is the place that it went truly viral of him going three thirty, three thirty, and strike out again. Like, what the fuck did you expect? Bryce Harper struck out a lot as a national. He does. He. Much better in the second half. I mean, if you really want to, it, like, point. It goes though to the Joe Madden argument of the the sushi people versus cheesesteak people. Look at Bryce Harper's stat, and I know we're not talking about we're talking about Sean Rodriguez's comments and not Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper being good in situational baseball of in run, runners in scoring position with two outs and runners in scoring position in general. It's just. Context is a huge thing there, but my 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 point in bringing it up was simply that they did not keep they didn't keep uh, no one spoke out when the Bryce thing happened and they didn't keep the fans in check that time. So I'm glad that someone kept them in check this time because I'm sure as a player it can be very frustrating when the hometown fans are are supposed to be on your side and here they are booing especially Reese, who's your potential. Well, he is your future and one of your superstars. So, you know, it's, you saw, you saw when the Red Sox, you know, they had Manny and Ortiz and all that. And, and, and Adrian Gonzalez used to get booed and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's a whole thing, but Boston and or not Boston, but Philadelphia has tough fans. You know, they have fans who quite frankly are, are, who was it that said it? You know, passionate. You know, who was uh, Jonathan Palbon? That scumbag claimed that Philadelphia fans were smarter than Red Sox fans. But the point is that that's who Philly is, right? That's that's they're not going to change. That's what they're going to be. So I'm glad that the players called out at least this player called out the fans because not only does it show the rest of your team and and your teammates, hey, you know, this guy's got our back, but it shows. The fans, like, yeah, you may chirp us, but guess what? We're going to win despite you 
Like but it's, it's not really us versus everyone. And that's the thing that gets well, me on it. Well, it is because if it, if it's a, if it's a if it's a stadium wide boo enough where but it's not stadium wide. It it's a it's but if a it, bunch but of if it's one asshole, but but if it's one asshole, like the Bryce Harper thing was one asshole isolated incident. This sounds like it was boos throughout the stadium, whether it was the whole stadium, but throughout the stadium enough where you could hear hear it as opposed to like one or two guys booing. I agree. It was you enough. Hear it. it was enough people where you where you could hear it. The problem that I get with all this is that, and especially, and I'm not meaning to take this out on you, but what a lot of oh, people do. think that Philly is is that we're these people that hate our teams or that we, because we're passionate, that we're just these idiots that don't understand anything. Yeah, there's some holding players accountable, which, you know what, frankly, I'm for. That if somebody stinks, to let them know, we're not going to stand for your shitty fucking trend. But to then call, but to use the words entitled, which there's been all sorts of things of of Philadelphia nationally. If we're going to go on a national tirade of us being a city that thinks that uh, Philly's the scapegoat of of people calling of people holding their own fans accountable or fans holding their own people accountable, their own players. And you think there's any truth behind it? You're talking about a fan base that threw batteries at Santa and, and, and you're mixing up boot. stories. The snowball at Santa. Oh, so there's, okay. So there's two instances. Okay. For one. So this is, <laughs> so who they throw batteries so my, at? So were my they whole the ones, thing, Greg is, were they the ones who threw needles? Were they the ones who threw needles? My whole thing is, all fans are douchebags. Philadelphia is the scapegoat. Okay, so getting Imagine back Imagine if to Andrew the, Luck was back, a Philadelphia Eagle getting back to decided the quote, to... Getting back to the quote. <laughs> I want to say this. Imagine if Andrew Luck was an Eagle and retired last Thursday. It would have been, oh, classic Philly. Or if he was a Patriot and he retired then. Classic Boston. He's a giant jet. Classic New York. But because it's Indy... Oh, Indianapolis, we're going to give them a pass. It's the same thing with all the fucking Canadians. Oh, Canada, they're just like us. But you know what? We're going to give them a pass because it's fucking Canada. If it was Philly and there was any sort of, any video that makes it sound like Sixers fans were clapping at fucking Kevin Durant, destroying his knee, we would have been raked over the coals and we'd still be raked over the coals. There's a lot of shit there. To call Philadelphians entitled is beyond ridiculous to call anything like that i get it that to so now, 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 back, now you get the hate now you get the hate that night now, now you're finally know what it's like to be boston fans because they've been saying this about us <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us right they've been saying this about well, us we're the for, reverse for years they hate us because we're us <laughs> greg you talking about the fucking you mixing up stories of throwing batteries at jd drew who just who? That's one douchebag, and throwing and throwing fucking snowballs at a dude that was a drunk idiot that got pulled off the street to be Santa Claus, which is the actual story of what fucking happened in the '60s when that happened. Again, over fifty fucking years ago, which is what everybody goes to. It's like Jared saying 1975 about the Flyers' last Stanley Cup. Find another. Find a new slit. Another Philadelphia story. Brian Colangelo, find a new they, slant. Find they, something else were, to give a shit one, about. We didn't stab somebody like fucking the, Giants fans did to the Dodgers in San Francisco. That's never happened in Philadelphia. Who, 
And there's plenty of other well, stories the around there. That, uh... All fans are assholes, but Philadelphia is the scapegoat. That's what I've gone towards. The... We've gone <laughs> to a Philly discussion. Were they... were they the one who threw needles at uh, Barry Bonds and A-Rod or A-Roy? No, we... no or, or that dildos at Gronk. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. So back back to the quote and back to the story. Now that you're off your soapbox, um, do you agree with me in that you are taking the side of the player and you're happy he called out the fans, or are you saying it was the wrong situation? What's your opinion? Because I gave mine, I haven't heard yours. Yeah, I I think using a word like entitled is a little tough, but I I get it because it is stupid to boo somebody for to the strikeout booing. On any re- situation, regardless of how, uh, regardless of how cold or hot someone may be, is idiotic, and I think it's something to. I don't know if it's something to do with baseball today, because people, it's the three, the three outcomes. That's where baseball is now: home run, walk, strikeout. That's where baseball's going, and if you don't get that, then pay the fuck attention, because. I get it, swinging bad pitches and everything, but again, that's something to do with the way that the swing path is going and all this different stuff. So I get where Sean Rodriguez is coming from and being like, don't fucking boo somebody for striking out because everybody fucking strikes out in baseball. We've gone over it with a number of different players. We talked about it with fucking Paul Goldschmidt 20 minutes ago, however long, long ago that was. We talked about it with Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper strikes out more than anybody in baseball, but then... An hour later, he has the walk-off Grand Slam that ultimately is going to be the most remembered thing of the Philly season in 2019 unless they win the World Series. And even then, that's going to be the the turning point of the season. So I get where Sean Rodriguez is coming from. The problem I had is using words like entitled and stuff like that. It's like when Jimmy Rollins accidentally accidentally used front-runner as a word. It's the word choices... That was and okay. So for we're those gonna that nit- don't know. He said that on a late his- night talk show. We're gonna we're gonna nitpick his words. I think that's unfair, but I think it was it, more of the the idea that he's calling the fans out for for you know, mind you, these are supposed to be fans who are quote unquote smarter than Boston fans. Don't get the idea that the game is changing. That's Jonathan Papelbon but- who choked out his own teammates. Don't fucking listen to him. <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon also thought you it was are, a smart idea to you, ask the dropkick Murphys you're, you're, to bring shipping up to Boston so, to Philadelphia. He's an idiot. You're so you're so you're so riled up. I'm poking you with everything. Oh yeah, you. Uh, I'm you poking mean, you with the, the rattle meter is poking, full. It's completely I'm, full, and you got me. I'm poking you. With I shouldn't have fucking you asked you about this. That's dumb. That's on me. I'm, I'm the idiot that asked poking you, you about I'm, this. I'm poking. I'm poking you with the smallest amber of coal, and you're out here. Taking the bait like a like a like the guy you are, but consider honestly, this Jordy, my, this consider I, this I think, my engagement present to you, letting you rile me up like this. Did you, you probably let me haven't or am this, I that good? You probably haven't gotten to rile me up this well since we talked about since either high school or since we talked about Lost, as we as we mentioned off air was our our uh, precursor to the podcast, you and me calling each other every week after lost and me being pissed off about something or another and you being able to just troll the shit out of me. Listen, I, 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 
if if this was Red Sox fans and Mookie Betts said, "Dude, don't do that again." Guess what? People listen. Oh, you're all now, holier was, than thou what, now. No, 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 no. I'm saying if this was Red Sox fans and this was, uh, you know, let's see who's a controversial Jackie Bradley Jr. who hits a hundred and who has a one, you yeah, know, a barely probably, over yeah. two hundred. You know what I mean? Barely over two hundred batting average, and and you know, yes, he's he's unreal at defense, but it, you know, if the, it, it's about the guy, it's about the person who it is, right? If this was Bryce, or if this was, sure, you know, one of your superstars, then it's a different conversation. But because this is, this know, is a guy who, yeah, he, he had the, he, was, he, he had a, a walk off, but he's virtually a no name to the rest of the country, right? In yep. theory. Um, he's not one of the big guns when you think about Philadelphia. That's my only point. He's not a no-name, obviously. He's in the major league, but he's a he's a compared like when people think of the Phillies, they don't think of this guy. Was this a I story even, you heard of, or did I bring this to your attention? You brought this to my attention. Yeah. So I mean, that's the other part of it too. Is that to your point? It's not Re- it's not Reese Hoskins sticking up for himself, or even Bryce sticking up for himself, who. Bryce actually was talking more about JT Romuto gunning down three different Pirates runners that night and saying if he doesn't win the gold glove, then we're going to have some serious problems than he was about booing Reese or booing him or anything. I appreciate Sean Rodriguez sticking up for his first baseman, especially because it's been a very tumultuous two months since the All-Star break. And the happy ending in all of this, Greg... The Phillies won big on Wednesday night against the Pirates. And you know who led the way? And you know who the Philadelphia fans cheered up and down the aisles for? Let me tell you. Who had a triple in his first at bat. And then a double. Both of which for RBIs. Our friend and yours... The Rice-A-Roni King himself, Reese Hoskins, motherfucker. I thought you were going to say, I thought for sure you were going, when you said our friends and yours, I thought for sure you were going Sir Anthony Dominguez. Oh, man. Emily is, asked is me, it? Greg, Emily asked me the other day if Sir Anthony Dominguez was still on the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> she Poor she guy. forgot that he's been hurt all year. Poor guy. He's been he's been on the sixty day okay. DL since June sixth. And is there is there a better Philly? Is there a better name in all of sports than Sir Anthony? Um, if I'm lucky enough and graced enough to have a child, and let alone a boy, Sir Anthony Piatelli. I mean, what a Sir, name. Sir Anthony is at the top. Sir Anthony's at the top of the list. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, what Anthony is an Italian Shorty, name, so you uh, just make it Sir Anthony. It, it all works out. That's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Jordy, real quick, uh, talk to me about this Reds rookie who's hit 14 home runs in the month of August. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Oh, good call. Is it my understanding he just got called up? Uh, I'm pulling up his stats now, but yeah, this is Okay, uh, so, so uh, 14 home runs in, in a month. 14 home runs in a month, tell me that's a better clip than, you know, when Judge came up or any of these other fucking bullshit Yankee guys. But guess what? <laughs> National media, all they do is talk about oh, the Yankees. Man. They don't talk Who's about... Who's triggered now? 
I'm just saying, it, it's just it's just like it's just like Mike Trout. It's, it's the exact same thing like Mike Trout. Mike Trout because 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 Mike Trout's Mike Trout. He like okay. Let's go to the stats, Jordy. Let's go to the stats. You want you want to you want to get into yeah, it? Yeah, go to, go to the how stats. About, how about how about my guy? How about my guy? Right, Greg. I love that how late about- night podcasting has just brought out the the most angry versions of the two of us. I'm not angry. I'm I'm very calm right now. But you want to, You want let's let's go to the stats. You want to know Raphael Devers? Raphael Devers, the kid who's 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 15, right? Tell me why. Tell me why he's not in the conversation because he's got the most RBIs. He's second in batting average. He's he's. Uh, hang on. Mike Trout's getting all this love when when you have guys who are doing better than him. <sighs> Frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah, Jordy, so- you're talking about a guy who's second who's second in runs for all of baseball ahead of Mike Trout, only behind Moogie Betts. He is first <laughs> in hits. We're still talking about He's Devers. first in hits. Yeah, we're talking about Devers. He's first in hits. He Mike Trout isn't even on the list. Yes, he's 174, 100, 174 hits, more than Whit Merrifield, who's in second. Mike Trout's not even on the list for, like, 35 guys. It'd be at least uh, baseball and home okay. runs. Chicks dig the long ball. Raphael, Dever- Raphael Dev- Devers, Jordy, leading the league in doubles. Boom. Riddle me that. Raphael <laughs> Devers. Chicks okay. dig the doubles. Is that what we're going after now? Dig the doubles. Granted, he doesn't have 43 home runs like Mike Trout, but... That's that's he's still leading the league in RBIs. Okay, he's got he's got almost as many stolen bases as Mike Trout. Let's start there. <laughs> Mike Trout's 101 walks. Holy bleep! Rafael Devers has less strikeouts than Mike Trout. Rafael Devers has a higher batting average than Mike Trout. Rafael Devers has a better slugging percentage than Mike Trout. Wait, did, wait, does he have more or less walks than Mike Trout? Oh. A lot less. Mike Trout has 101 walks, dude. No one's oh. even close to Mike Trout in walks. Mike Trout, though, that the the three outcomes: more home runs, more walks, more strikeouts. He's he's 2019 baseball. I'm just saying, Jordy. You know, uh, let's circling circ, circling the circling the plane here, or landing the plane here. Okay. We're coming in for a landing. This Reds rookie. This this Reds rookie who where this whole started. 14 home runs, 16 home runs. What was it? One more time. Aristides Aquino. Nailed it. I think you nailed it. I really do. I really think you nailed that one. I took Spanish really, really do. and you didn't. So That's a fact. Those are <laughs> facts of life. Um, uh, this, this people kid, that criticize this us kid, for all the inside jokes... Are going to be a little critical, Pretty f- I think. Ah, fuck the people. Just kidding. The people. The listeners are great. I love you should. all. Greg might not, but I love you. So you all love Jordan, Philadelphia Jordy, now. You're part of, Jordy, you're part of our family. Jordy, they shouldn't boo us at our lowest, right? They might Hey-o. still. Um, they can this, come have Corona lights four- like in the Fast and the Furious. Me familia. I'm like Dom Toretto. He's got 14 home runs. This kid's got 14 home runs in one oh, month. Yeah, this kid's he's got he's, he's got 30. 
30 RBI, 32, whatever, how many RBI in one month? Unreal. 315 yep. average this month alone. Slugging percentage 73 this month alone. I mean, yep. why why has he not been called up? What? Um, why yeah, yeah, why why is it now? He he did get called up a year ago. His actual major league debut was August nineteenth against the Giants, where he struck out. Um, wow, baseball. He's played in twenty seven. He's played in twenty. He's played in twenty seven games this season. Yep, twenty seven games. He has fourteen home runs. I'm not a math guy, but you are. Tell me that that's not better than that's that's that's. 50% of the time, or more than 50% that, of the time, he hits on August, run. and it's not April, so we can't be like, he's on pace to hit these many. But still, he's on pace I'm to just, hit fucking 28 just, home runs in two months of the season. I'm just saying, Jordy, I'm not a math guy, but you are. He's, he has more than 50% of his games he hits a home run in. Very good, Greg. I'm glad you know what 50% is. 27 game played, 14 home runs. Uh, you know... Very, Not bad. Very good. Here's a gold star. Come. Thank you. you I'll um, give you your cookie ACC, when you come down here for the Thunder Cup. ACC slash Big East education. A oh, thank you. Was it ACC um, when you were uh, in college? Big East and then ACC. Post-college. It was ACC the last year maybe, but Big East for the first three. Not everybody Definitely can the Patriot first three. League. I mean, Patriot League, man. It's the best. It's not gonna carry it away. Hey, um, we're Ivy League light, okay? Stop it, please. Take a lap. I mean, we may have to end yeah, the you're con- right. and Lafayette brings down our uh, our averages, and same with Sucknell and uh, Colgate doesn't have a good rhyme. Yeah, we need we need a good rhyme for Colgate. Okay, Colgate, you could argue Colgate's the smartest school in the conference. Excuse well, me. Although America. American's pretty smart. Yeah, American's pretty good. American's a good school. Army, Navy are two of the hardest schools in the country to get into, so that that helps. That's because you need to be. That's because you need to be like sponsored by a congressman and like all that other nonsense. Still hard to get into. I don't disagree. Um, then there's Holy Cross. Respect the troops. Yeah, BU. It's a super hard school to get into. Um, BU wasn't anyway, there when Jordy. I was in the Patriot League. No, neither was Loyola. Loyal is single-handedly carrying your your lacrosse program, so uh, you got it. I would say I would say Jordy, Lehigh, but I don't think they made the tournament since like 2015. So Ugh. Colgate's pretty good lacrosse. Though, had right? a good. It's tough because Loyola had a good year, and then their best player is now going to play basketball in college somewhere, and then their second best player is transferring to Syracuse. So ah, uh, hey, it was wide Pete- open. Pete Zanino Jr., the uh, first goalie to beat Syracuse in lacrosse from Hobart in a, uh, a a long time. I forget what the actual number is. So that's the thing. Yeah, Syracuse lost to Hobart when I was there. So yeah, he was Pete was a year younger than us. I think it was like our senior year, his junior year. Yeah, he was the first goalie to beat him in like fifty years or something. That's real inside Sweet. baseball. Um, real inside lacrosse, I guess. I swear, played. Jordy, any other baseball stories before we wrap up? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I thought I had a fucking, what's it called? Um, do you have any Bleacher Creature Stadium snacks or anything while I pull this thing up? Bleacher Creature. 
Baza Beta. Great chat, great chat. Honestly, Jordy, I've been on a, uh, not to give too much insight, but I've been on a lifestyle because I have a big life event coming up uh, at the end of October. So I have not been eating bread, carbs, or sugar. So You got to get me on that diet, man. I've been boxing recently. I'm at the boxing gym, taking some classes, doing yoga to try to get a little stretched out. You know, uh, to brag, you know, Jesus no Christ, shit, Greg, we be yoked. Guy gets a job and all the <laughs> guy gets together. a job. All of a sudden, he's like boxing and shit. Holy shit! Gotta learn how to defend myself, man. I mean, some shit happened to me, and uh, you know, I want to want to learn. Got to learn. But anyway, uh, hey, baseball. Honestly, story. I, I I thought you would I thought you would go full Hulk mode and just take out whoever you wanted. I don't know if I can do that because the shit that happened to me was. Uh, I think I would have gotten arrested if I had uh, defended myself properly. I'll put it that way. When I got, um, I might as well have said I got mugged in June. For those that don't know, uh, and I'm pretty sure they were all minors. And if I had tried to defend myself, I don't know if I got arrested or not by hitting not minors. So, but still, no, not learn how to defend but myself. That's full, why I'm doing the boxing you gym. Should, you should, you should have gone full Hulk mode. Become your alter ego. Who I'm not gonna say it on the pod, but become your alter ego. I don't really have that alter ego anymore. College really mellowed me. Beer really mellowed me out. I think that's what we. <laughs> I just needed beer. Beer, beer, or was it the other thing? Oh yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, that's really NSFW as we're Whoa. really getting it, really burning the midnight candle. Um, Greg, the baseball story and I we're had. We're not talking about. <laughs> What you want to you want to hear it? Want to go? Uh, the the uh, what is it? Four hundred number advice line. Advice <laughs> uh, Start. I don't know. We're really getting off the rails. Um, baseball story though. I had Greg. Um, I guess a couple of years ago in Bowling Green, Indiana, they had a. I guess they always have a na- they have a National Corvette Museum. In Bowling Green, Indiana, and they had a sinkhole that opened up right in front of it that took out eight different classic cars that just fell into the sinkhole. So, what do the Bowling Green hot what do the Bowling Green hot rods do? Team named after this Corvette museum, they changed their name to the Bowling Green Sinkholes. For their season finale. Yeah. And the logo itself, Craig, is a hot rod sticking out of the sinkhole. I think it's hilarious that they're doing this. Leaning it's into the blooded. skit. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, that is impressive. Jordy... Any big names we should look out for in the Phillies uh, call-up this September? It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, I'm sure Michael Franco will permanently make his return to the team. Um, Dylan Cousins probably will, too. I don't know who they have on their 40-man roster for pitching, um, but there's probably a few names that, if they do come up, they're probably ones to look out for. Their minor league team is uh, are not doing very good, from my understanding. Uh 
Actually, I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But, yeah, it, it should be fun to see. I think adding more to their bench, adding more to their bullpen, especially how Gabe the Babe likes to use it, I think benefits the Phillies. So hopefully that actually helps them out and it doesn't put them in weird positions where if somebody like Vince Velasquez lets up seven runs in an inning, that doesn't turn into some crazy 19-run blowout like last Friday. So uh, fingers crossed for that, Greg. Love it. Um, Three fingers crossed. Yeah, no, I mean, the Red Sox, they're just... Cora said it yesterday. He's looking to get some pitching depth, especially with Sale going down and... Um, yeah, their offense is really flourishing, but some guys uh, certainly banged up. We're we're coming to a point. Um, Christian Vasquez talked about in the beginning of the year, catcher for the Red Sox. Not since the days of uh, Jason Veritek has there been a catcher on the Red Sox who has caught as many games as Vasquez will by the end of the year or even to this point through the season. Okay. Um, and ironically enough, he's a career high for all his batting stuff, career high home runs, career high, you know, everything. So he's earned it. He's, he's definitely taken the next step uh, offensively and defensively. He calls a great, well, I don't know if this year you can say that because the team pitching has sucked, but he calls a good game normally. Um, another Red Sox news, Xander Bogarts. 30 home runs, 100 RBI, the last shortstop to do that. Jordy for the Red Sox was Nomar Garcia-Para. So great season for Xander. Um, Again, should be in consideration for the MVP, but they give it to that scumbag Trout because he's got 40 home runs. It's all about fucking flash and gas, not about what actually matters. So. like the most RBIs with the Devers and all this other stuff. So, uh, pitching depth, hopefully they get some. I think you just really hate clear- the greater Philadelphia area, Greg. Do you hate Carly Lloyd, too? Do you hate the women's national team? No, I'm more of a, uh, I don't hate the women's national team, no. <laughs> but I'm more of a, uh, let's see, who are the three people from Boston Muse, uh, the goalie, and someone else—a starter. I'm more of those three girls who have started from Boston. Well, all right. Well, they all, Carly Lloyd. Their whole team loved Philadelphia. They said that were that were great people. So I'm going to end just it because with that. Philadelphia has a, Philadelphia has a big enough stadium where they play soccer games there. They don't play soccer games at fucking Gillette. Uh, no one likes the turf. They want the real grass. That's, that is actually very accurate. It's a big deal. Big deal with the soccer. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's Isn't that the only reason why they keep going back to the link? Uh, that's probably one reason. But I think there's plenty of other uh, sodded fields around the U.S. I mean, there's a reason why we only get, like, quarterfinal games for different stuff. We did get the Gold Cup final for the men the same day as the Women's World Cup Again, but again, Jordy, like football stadium-wise, you're one of two or three that actually have grass fields still. Wait, really? Um, We're that few? Maybe not that few, but like you think, okay, let's think about it. Um, take away the Rose Bowl because obviously that's only temporary. Um, you're looking at Philadelphia, Chicago, 
Miami, their new stadium, they have it. Tampa Bay has it. Chicago? That's four. What? Nothing. I was fucking around. Uh, no, no, no. That's fair enough. I was just, I was trying to trip you a little more. Give a, give me, say? give my city some more pride. That's what I'm trying to do, buddy. Right. Well, listen. I heard you weren't even born there, so is it really your city? I was born in this area, in Bryn Mawr. Grew up in this entire area. Sands three years where I got to know your crazy ass in Berkshire. Was at Lehigh. Let's call it uh, Philly adjacent. Philly, Philly adjacent. It's called Philly adjacent. It's called the suburbs, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Suburbs, baby. <laughs> burbs. You're such a you're such a cornbread burbs. Uh no, there, there are people still listening to us right suburbs now. Suburbs I'm from. There are there are still people listening to us right now. Let's start there. I'm sure there are. If they've made it this far into the if they've made it to this far into the pod and they're not Tweet named Greg and Jordy. Cornbread Philly, if you're still listening. Thunder BLG. <laughs> Tag me and Greg. If you're not named Greg and Jordy. If you're not named Greg and Jordy, you're still listening to this. You deserve something. So tweet at Jordy. Tweet, tweet at the Thunderblog BLG. Tweet at us. Tweet at tweet at Thunderblog at Twitter or Greg. Is or there Instagram a story we can tell at, about Jared that'll Instagram get him triggered again? Thunder BLG, uh, and you will if you tweet at us, Jordy will send you X amount of dollars, his winnings, uh, percentage of his winnings from this weekend uh, in gambling. Does that mean but I if you can tweet charge them too? If I lose, oh, when I they, are, they lose? do subs- they do subscribe they do subscribe. So in theory, some of our subscribers could get you advertisers. So ipso facto, they are already paying, um, paying and paying by listening to us. Jordy, I love you. I love you too, buddy. You didn't answer Go my Syracuse, question though. Is there another Saturday story night. we can tell to get Jared triggered? Get some text messages from him. Yeah, I mean his lack of uh, his lack of knowledge in the hockey world really really makes me. Uh, Does it really grind your gears? Makes me not. You know, it really makes me not want to not want to have a season recap pod with him involved. Oh, um, really good. <laughs> No, honestly, he's a great guy, and uh, Pittsburgh is just a joke of a city. And and um, although it was clean when I went, but the sports teams, I should say, are a joke of a city. And uh, the Steelers. Greg, I think you just don't like the state of Pennsylvania. We need to like stick you in Hershey and make you just happy. Chocolate World. Once you know, your, that's not true. Once Jordy. your life event happens and you're eating carbs was, again, we need to stick you in Hershey. Was the number one. And who just is, have, who is the number one who is the number one bandwagon fan for Phillies Watch 2018? Who, you know, there are certain Philadelphia teams I do like. Yeah. Ranted, ranted, ranted. Eagles, scumbags. Flyers, scumbags. <laughs> 76ers. 76ers. Honestly, 76ers are eh to me. You know, they're eh. I mean. <laughs> I mean, eh. you say that now the Celtics are the Celtics. Eh. Celtics new dynasty is done. You're gonna no, no, Jordy, because Kemba, you're all about Kemba the Walker, shirtlies. Kemba Walker, Kemba, Kemba Walker. 
No, honestly, Jordy. <laughs> have you honestly, seen Ben Simmons' three-point shot? Have you seen that? Have you seen honestly, how we're almost basketball? Bonding? The city's burning down. Yeah, everyone can... at the Ben Simmons three-point. Dude, I can videos. make it. Stop! I can make a three-point shot when no one's covering me, too, bud. <laughs> Jesus. There are people anyway. in his face. Oh yeah, his his own team in his face. Please, no hey, one's gonna block his shot. Imagine, 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 casinos are turning him away. Stop! Imagine if you and I were actual if, shit surrounding that. I'm sorry, Ben Simmons. I know he's listening. Imagine Ben Simmons is listening. He is. Imagine if. Imagine if I was imagine if I was shooting three if I was in the NBA and I was trying to get my three point shot better and you just came up and legit blocked me every time I took a shot. Like that doesn't that's not gonna help me get better, right? So Sodes would be impressed. You're the least you're the what is it, the least athletic athletic defensive end? Bean. Was that the line? Like the no, biggest deep, like here's your award. Deep cut. Fuck you. Deep, deep cut. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> the point is, Jordy. The point is, I'll, I'll believe when I see in a game. The Seventy Sixers are and to me because, quite frankly, when you and I grew up, both teams were irrelevant, right? It was not until recently that the teams have been relevant. Um, hey, Paul Pierce and the, and the Celtics had a great all time moment in my childhood. Yeah, Paul Pierce and the Celtics are, were were great. Um, and the 76ers were always eh until recently. So, again, 76ers again, eh. But the oh, Flyers... One. The step over. Fuck Tyron Lou. Yeah, AI. AI was awesome. And then you had little you had big, you had had big little AI who was older. And then you had big AI who was younger uh, at the same time. That was a storyline. And then it all fell apart. The point is, Jordy, Eagles scumbags, Flyers scumbags, 76ers eh. Phillies, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. I'm glad. Can we buy you a Bryce Harper or the Fanatic headband like Jared wears to our softball all right, games? All right, all right, all right. Let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan. I am. I am. If I had to root for for the Phillies versus like the Mets or anyone else in the National League, I'd strongly consider it. I'm glad you're strongly considering it. I'll uh, update it on my. I have like a a DefCon board of Greg's fandom of my teams, and I'll update it there. I mean, honestly, let's 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 <laughs> let's go through the National League teams. Braves, no. Nationals, no. Fuck no. Mets, eh, hard pass, but eh. Miami, hell no. St. Louis, hell no. Cubs, I mean, they might as well be Terry Epstein's Red Sox if he didn't leave. Why Why um, go to the Cardinals? You've beaten them twice in the World Series. Just St. Louis and the, the Cardinal fans. Is it because of the Blues? No, honestly, I'm not, I'm not that beaten up about the Blues loss. You beat the Rams. I'm not that beaten up, I'm not that beaten up about the Blues loss. My, my thing is, it's St. Louis Cardinal fans – they ruined St. Louis for me because they just, they're entitled. They think they're unreal. They think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And Cardinal fans are just those people. You know, they're like Yankee fans. They're just scums. Real, real being anyway, real. Um, is it Joe Buck and Tim McCarver? Yeah, right. Brewers are Brewers. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is a bunch of scums. Dodgers, can't root for them, obviously. <laughs> Diamondbacks, I'd, I'd, I'd move for the Diamondbacks. Um, 
just Padres. Go. I've always wanted to go there. Yo, we should go. I want to go there. And Rockies, yeah, no. Greg, I want to. Can go we talk next about how the Padres of Alabama LSU fun V tailgate on the road? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, dude, you have five hundred bucks to shell out for tickets. Even when we just go there and get really drunk at a bar. Let's do it. Okay, you have you have do you have five hundred bucks to shell to fly down there and stay there? What if we drive road trip? Get us a sponsor and I'll do it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Tell Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is listening. Ben, help him out. Help our boy Greg out. All right, I think that's ben, a, an appropriate li- place to end it. Because we have uh, really burned the, if, the midnight oil here. Ben, ben if you're listening, out of Canvas Way or else you will be posterized. Hey, hey, Al Horford. That's a big up. loss. That's a big loss. Yeah. yeah. The Joel that's, Embiid that, stopper. Honestly, that's a big loss. The Joel Embiid stopper teaches Joel Embiid how to not be stopped. And Not wrong. Embiid That's a huge loss. Stops drinking milkshakes every night, or he just drinks all milkshakes. He had to go one way or the other. So they're strictly Actually, milkshakes you know what? or zero milkshakes. Being, being, listen, being that tall, he needs to sustain some type of weight. I mean, look at Shaq. The bigger he was, he didn't. His body didn't break down. But then you look at Greg Oden. His body did break down. So it's, I, I guess it's hit or miss. I saw Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Like we saw him right by one of the. One of the or the Shake Shack that's at twentieth and Sansom Street. We walked right by him. Um, it was incredible. And you didn't stop and get a picture or no, or we didn't want. An no, he was living his life. He was with his girlfriend and his group. We didn't want to ruin. We didn't want to he's, ruin his night for him. We knew he was. We knew what he was stop. up to. He was he's out in Philadelphia. If if you're out in Philadelphia and you have a chance to say hi to someone who, especially Emily, is. In love with that just seems like why would Emily you? looked at like a fucking kid on Christmas. Remember those videos of like the kids they'd send through Toys at least R say Us hi to them. for five minutes? You remember those videos? Yeah. That's what Emily looked like. Emily was like, <gasps> and she agreed that it was right to not say anything. We just we kind of were like, hey, hey, but not like. Oh, you have Joel, to ask let's for an autograph. Do, let's yeah. take a picture, bro. Like, right. no. It's fine. You don't have to do that, but at least say hi to him. At least give him, like, a handshake. Like, thank you so much. These last two years have been amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's... These last two years no, have you been went amazing. No, you went with... Yeah, you could have given him that, but no, you went with... Ah, eh, fuck you. Next time. You gave, next you time. gave him the It'll Philly... Story for you next time. The, you, Joel, I saw you at, honestly, at Jordy, walking to Shake Shack, uh, and I didn't honest, say anything. I didn't want to ruin Honestly, Jordy... Jordy, you know what you did? What I do? You gave him the Philly fuck you special. That's what you gave him. You gave him the Philly fuck you special. Oh, yeah, Joel Embiid, I love Boston you, but fuck you. Fuck I'm just gonna. I'm just. Is. Yeah, come down. I'm to, just gonna walk actually, by you. Real question. November sixteenth. Uh, I'm just gonna walk Patriots by you. Eagles day before is Lehigh laugh. What percentage can we get, Greg, at both games? Couple We're months 16th? after the big day. We got you down here. I know we do. Tell me a hundred. I think I'm trying to think when I come back from my extended vacation after my big event. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's not a hundred. Tell me why it's not a hundred percent. You, 
You and your you and your roommate are not coming down to to these events. I I just I just said I'm taking extended vacation after my big event, so just fly into PHL instead of yes. instead of Logan. Idea. It works. I think it works. I, I don't hate the idea. I love the idea. All right. All right. Let's do it. I'm, 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 honestly, Josh Gordon came back tonight. The Patriots look good. The Bruins are, are less than two months away. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. We can meet uh, Flyers' new forward, Kevin Hayes. He's a Patriots fan. That may, that might sway your opinion on the Flyers. The G-Man, I'm Greg Piatelli, and let's go Sox. Let's go Phils, baby. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblock Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Greg, thank you. I'm glad we burned the midnight oil. This was a great show, I think. I know we fucked around a lot, but one of our one of our more loose podcasts, I'll say that. dare you i'm not loose i i meant loose that we're having fun oh whoa there's nothing wrong with being loose jordy how dare you 2018 blame it on the juice <laughs> blame it blame it on the juice. i love you she's gonna be in philly this weekend it's gonna be nuts but anyway love you too buddy i'll talk to you later thank you all for listening have a great labor day weekend if you're going to made in america have fun and go phils